0: Powerful collaborations, cutting-edge science, and curious minds coming together for a glimpse of the future. Stay tuned as we look at the latest updates on some of the most promising technology projects. Hello and welcome. I'm Peter Ballant from Technicon and today we delve into the SPARTA project once again. If you have been following along, you know that SPARTA is a colossal project funded by the European Commission. The goal of Sparta is lofty but pointed. They want to reinvent how cybersecurity is done in Europe. With the help of 44 partners from 14 European countries, Sparta is poised to make a real difference. We were fortunate enough to speak with several partners during the Sparta kickoff meeting in the first half of 2019. We start today with Hervé Dupas from IMT right here near Paris. Let's go into the studio. Tell us about SPARTA and, more specifically, your role in SPARTA, because I think you are responsible for one specific functional area.
1: So I'm, I'm managing one of the programs. Um, so SPARTA is, is composed of uh, basically three large areas, and one of these areas is, is the research programs, the, the, the domain where we're going to do actual research. So there are four of them, and I'm managing one of the programs called CAPE, which is related to certification for uh, agile environments. Uh, basically the idea is that since digital technologies are becoming pervasive, we're going to need to certify that they function properly. And so we are going to develop new techniques and tools to do better, a better job at certifying uh, various uh, systems and services that we will deploy in the future.
0: If If everything is a success, then at the end of
1: this you will have a sort of a new method in place for right. certification. Right, so, so we'll we have new processes and new tools for certification. Um, certification is complicated because basically it's about telling people in, 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 a, in, in an easy to understand way that what they buy will do what they expect from it. Uh, basically when you, tell, when you take your mobile phone today, you have a number of expectations, like it's gonna, it's gonna help you call, send text messages, receive them without interference. And 99% of the time, it works. Um, tomorrow, we've connected cars, we've connected devices of all kinds, health. All of these things will be networked, controlled by networks. And so we will need to certify that not only do they do not harm to you, they also the, the, the control through the network also doesn't harm you which is a completely different way of thinking from from traditional IT techniques, where we basically buy things for a short period of time, six months to, I don't know, two years. Cars are supposed to drive 15, 20 years, and they're complex objects. So we will need new methods to verify that they actually perform in the way they're expected to. So we could say the
0: the certification component here is uh, really consumer-based. Or driven by uh, the
1: consumer, it, It's It's driven by consumers, but also by uh, companies. Because when they integrate some of these products into their services, they need to certify to their customers. And so they, they're likely to use certification coming from the original rigs to build their own certification. And that's going to take time. Another thing that, that's happening is that um, the IT world is moving extremely fast. Uh, we are introducing things such as DevOps, where basically you're performing a service at the same time as you're developing it, and that's not so great for certification. So we'll need to be more agile. And certification in the past is takes time and it's expensive. We need to be more agile and cheaper. That's in a nutshell what we could expect from from the end of the project.
0: Is it fair to say that this certification process will be applied towards things
1: that come out of the Sparta project? What we hope is that some of the things that come out of the SPARTA project will be used by certification labs. SPARTA in itself as a project will probably not run a certification program, but it's expected that the SPARTA is a model for for this network of of competence center. And the network of competence center is expected to run certification activities. So it's, it's fair to say that I think that the... The outcome of this program of Sparta will be fed into future activities of this network of competence centers and possibly to other certification labs uh, so that they can improve their processes and take into account these evolutions of the technology into their processes.
0: And what would it look like if you didn't exist, if you weren't part of this project? What would be the risk to the consumer?
1: The risk to the consumer. Typically, in, in objects, people tend to think about safety. It's supposed to be safe for you to use something. Uh, but by safe, what they mean is that if there is a failure, like a component that, that misbehaves for some reason, uh, fails, uh, it's not going to harm you. If, if your car breaks somewhere, you're supposed to be still be able to stop it somewhere. Uh, um, With with a malicious attacker, someone who purposely attacks a device, uh, it changes the game because he can control it in ways that we do not necessarily anticipate. And if it does that, then uh, there are adverse effects that are hard today to take into account. And so one of the progresses that we're looking at is, is trying to certify both safety and security properties. So that to all together they form an homogeneous certification that guarantees to the consumer that the object is actually both safe and secure, which in the end will mean he's, it's safe for use. It doesn't; it will not harm you either, uh, unintentionally or intentionally.
0: You're not making anything. You're not building anything, right? Is this? More um,
1: we will be building tools, uh, typically things that we can expect to build uh, environments for certification, platforms that will generate data, that will generate uh, attacks, that will generate normal usage, where a new tool, a new device, a new service will be put in front of this platform. It will interact, and we will measure how these interactions satisfy the properties that we expect to meet. So there will be, probably, uh, at some point in time, systems or platforms that will be developed to, to enrich the toolbox of certification labs. Yes, there will be tools.
0: Have you worked on a project of this magnitude before this? Uh, from what uh, I understand, you have quite a few partners here.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, I think in terms of European project, it's huge. I think most of the projects of visas are usually networks of excellence, where people actually are more there to interact and meet, but they work in isolation. Here, I think it's a completely different beast, where people are actually supposed to work together. At a scale where um, I think most of the EU projects have been involved in, been um, like eight to twelve partners. Here it's forty-four, mm-hmm. so it's it's just basically each of the four programs is 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 the size of a small EU project, <laughs> uh, and and that's about I don't know one third of the of the activity of the project. Yeah. So <laughs>
0: And from your standpoint, if you look at the next three years,
1: uh, what kind of challenges do you see? The, the, the first challenge that I see is that the, the regulatory framework is not completely defined yet. Uh, it's, it's changing uh, under the pressure of member states, under the pressure of the European Commission, to adapt to the new environment. We are new, there are new regulations coming out regularly, uh, and it's not mature. So we will need to work in a changing environment and we will need to adapt to what comes out of the European Commission or or the member states during the coming three years. There will be also a question of compromise. People don't have necessarily the same understanding of the regulation or the same interests. Um, Typically on country level, some countries are very strong on their national interests. Others are more willing to cooperate. Uh, Some have strong processes today, they want to keep them, others are willing to delegate. All of this will be a question of negotiation and in the end being able to, even if we don't have exactly the same tools or exactly the same mechanisms or processes in the end, at least that they are compatible and that we can have a common agreement on what they mean. Because actually what we really want to have is a common understanding in the end of what we achieve, is it safe or not. Um, How we achieve that is probably, at least in my view, not that important. As long as we have the same understanding and that we reach the same conclusions, that yes, it's safe or no, it's not.
0: How was the kickoff meeting today?
1: Uh, Good. (laughs) It's a major event. I mean, it's, it's, Coming a project of, uh, making a project of 44 partners start, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an achievement. I think we will have, uh, as far as I can tell, multiple smaller kickoffs at the program level. We also, as an academic institution, involved in the training uh, work package uh, quite a lot. And um, given the, the huge so- shortage of skilled people in cybersecurity, it's uh, having a, Uh, A strong uh, training and awareness work package is also going to be important. And then, of course, there will be all the interactions that we have together to convince the European Commission that the model that we show here is is the good model uh, is also important. So there will be many activities, I guess, during these these three years, which will be um, full full of
0: interactions. You mentioned a shortage of cybersecurity people. Yes. What can be done to change this?
1: Uh, Many things. First of all, um, cybersecurity is more pervasive than what we think. We tend to, a lot of us tend to think of cybersecurity as being a specialized skill or a specialized field. And there are cybersecurity aspects in many jobs. For example, someone who is operating a water plant or a nuclear power plant or, or a, a smart city tomorrow will have cybersecurity aspects in his job. It will not be the main focus. His main focus will be on producing energy, producing water, dr- ensuring that cars have a smooth uh, traffic flow. But he will have cybersecurity af- aspects. So he needs to, we need to push. These few things that are relevant, that are domain relevant to these people, uh, we also need to attract more people to to cybersecurity. Clearly, um, so I work in an engineering school. We have about two hundred and twenty students. They have lots of choices today. Everyone wants to do data analytics, uh, artificial intelligence, cybersecurity. Well, it's good. We have a good training program. We've been there for 15 years. I only get 15 students out of the 24 or something that I could get. Wow. So, so it's um, uh, trying to make people understand that cybersecurity as a job is interesting and that we will help them have a good career. And that's not so, so obvious. I think people don't understand the diversity of job that they can get in cybersecurity. And, and that's, that's, difficult. that's a difficult message. Tell me, is there anything that
0: you would like to say about your part in the project? Anything we haven't talked about as of yet?
1: Well, I'm 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 looking forward to developing new things. I mean, new services, new tools, uh, new training programs. Uh, working with lots of interesting people, and, and and hopefully making making sure that that the European space in in, in, in gets better cybersecurity tools and techniques. That's really the, the hopefully, the the best that we can do uh, out of Sparta. Uh, And Sparta, as far as I can tell, is is only a beginning. So there will be new frameworks, there will be new programs from which Sparta is is hopefully contributing to the foundation of, of these things in the future.
0: And yeah, I'm getting this feeling from everyone I talk to. It's a three-year project, but things will continue to
1: move. Exactly. The project. We're kind of a turning point. You know? We're we'll finishing Horizon 2020. There will be Horizon Europe. And the mindset of Horizon Europe is changing with this thing that basically cybersecurity is going to penetrate everything. There are some aspects related to military as well that that's joining forces because the problem is so big that we need to leverage as much as we can uh, from people. If we want to reap the benefit from from connecting all these devices and pushing IT technologies everywhere, uh, we need also safety and security, and that's foundational. If we don't get that, people will get away.
0: Right. Well, I, I want to wish you much luck on the project. Oh,
1: thank you very much. Yeah. We'll checking
0: in and hopefully do this again at some point in the future. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah.
1: I, I certainly look forward to it. Yeah, and
0: thank you for sharing your knowledge with us today.
1: Yeah. Thank you very much.
0: Next up in the studio, we are joined by Jan Heini. Welcome to the Technicon Mobile Studio.
2: Thank you very much.
0: Tell us where you come from and describe your role in Sparta.
2: I'm representing the Brno University of Technology, Czech Republic. And I will be the uh, work package leader for training and awareness in this project, in this consortium. For training
0: and awareness. Okay, so does
2: that mean training and awareness within the project? Or
0: when the project is done, training and awareness about the things that come out of the
2: project? um, Who are you training? We are trying to develop, first, the academic programs and professional training courses, and of course building uh, some um, awareness strategies for spreading the word about cybersecurity to the public. So we are not training uh, the members of the consortium. Uh, We are trying to develop uh, a new uh, curricula and materials for both training and awareness.
0: Okay. And maybe you could tell us, uh, maybe you could give us the overall view of the SPARTA project. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm talking in terms of the average citizen in Europe. What does this project mean to them?
2: SPARTA is a very large uh, project. Actually, it's a, a network of competence uh, for cybersecurity, uh, meaning that we have 44 partners, which represent organizations from uh, many domains, For the key domains like uh, public, private, uh, academia. The goal of the project, the ultimate goal, is to advance the research in cybersecurity and also do something for, as I said, education, training, awareness in cybersecurity that are the main goals of the SPARTA project. Okay. And for the average person in the European Union, well, hopefully he will be, he will be much better protected uh, against cyber threats uh, after the project is uh, either finished or after uh, the 3 years period.
0: When you say cyber threats, are we talking about somebody having their identity stolen or are we talking about uh, banks being hacked and um, other businesses being hacked, which then has a trickle down effect to individuals, uh, citizens?
2: Well, in the project there are many tasks and uh, many programs, so uh, we are trying uh, to cover all the type of threats uh, within the project. So uh, if we talk about identity uh, thefts, about uh, frauds in the banks, we should all cover that within the project.
0: And you say your, your uh, particular area of interest or your task in this project is uh, raising awareness, is that right? Right, Okay. And so together what is with th-
2: education and training.
0: What does this entail? I mean, do you talk to the media? How do you spread the
2: word? Yeah, actually the the first task is to create a methodology, um, an approach how to address all the kinds of uh, domains and uh, different kind of roles and people. And then actually run these campaigns so that people get to know about all these cyber threats and about the ways how to mitigate these threats and the sparta project if this is a success then
0: then what happens sounds like you're creating a a better research methodology for cybersecurity so how do we know this project worked at the end of 3 years
2: what what do we see well, I will be now talking about my domain within the projects, which is uh, the uh, training and education. Uh, so, within this area, we divide our activities into three parts. Uh, the first uh, one is uh, creating curricula uh, for academic uh, education for universities. So, in the end, um, after we are finished with our tasks, uh, there will be a best practice for universities to follow uh, to create a study program in cybersecurity. Uh, The second part is for professional training, Uh, very similarly to the first task, we are creating a sample, uh, a best practice for professional education and professional training. Uh, After the project is uh, ended, uh, the uh, employee uh, and the employer has a curriculum uh, for uh, education and for getting the professional skills to to become uh, an expert in cybersecurity. And in awareness, we need to create a strategy that actually works, that can address different kind of people uh, and let them know about cybersecurity threats, because nowadays, uh, most people, they do not realize what are the risks and what are the threats in cyberspace.
0: So uh, this could really change things for the way we look at cybersecurity here in Europe. How does this fit in with the way cybersecurity is viewed in other parts of the world in the US for example? Are there lessons learned from the United States or are we actually creating a, a new platform which will create uh, international attention?
2: Well, if we compare United States and Europe, uh, there is a difference. In United States you can see that uh, the approach at least to the education in cybersecurity is uh, more uh, let's say centralized there is there is some uh, uniform approach however in Europe uh, we have only uh, national uh, guidance uh, national uh, approaches to the uh, to the education and there is some need for harmonization across different nations and this is exactly what we are trying to do in Sparta project we would like to harmonize and create some universal on a European level, not on the uh, national level only. And do you have a good foundation from the, all these different nations
0: doing their own cybersecurity efforts? Or is it sort of like starting from the beginning?
2: No, actually, uh, the efforts from different states are um, pretty good. I mean, uh, they have the study programs, uh, they have the sample curricula, but sometimes they... Um, It's not that easy to harmonize them. So we definitely have a starting point from these national materials. However, they need to get somehow synchronized.
0: What message would you have for the average European citizen that's listening to this podcast about this project?
2: Well, uh Our goal in this project is to let everybody know about these threats and about the techniques uh, which can average people use uh, for protection of uh, his or her computer, mobile device, IoT device. So please uh, follow all uh, our results because they can be very useful for your practical life. Uh, and second, the project is not only about education and training, which is my work package, uh, but has also uh, programs for research in uh, cybersecurity. So uh, this can be really um, uh, the start of uh, creation of new technologies and uh, new mechanisms for the protection. Uh, so it's, uh, as I said, not only, not only about learning new stuff from the outcomes of the project, but also about using the results which can get out of this project.
0: So your message is cautionary and quite telling of how Sparta will change the landscape of cybersecurity here. What else can you add about Sparta?
2: Personally, there is one uh, aspect of the project which I see very important and we have not touched that be, uh, before and uh, that's the question of privacy protection. Uh, this is specifically addressed uh, within the project and uh, we believe this is something, uh, this is an area where European Union uh, is uh, the leader. Uh, uh, the European Union is uh, supporting privacy-enhancing technologies. So, uh, we have uh, the legislation which actually supports the uh, rights for privacy protection. And within the project, we would like to develop um, actual techniques, mechanisms, and uh, practical devices and algorithms which can be used for the pri- uh, privacy protection. So this particular, uh, particular area is very important for me, and we are also taking part in this work. Okay.
0: Well, training and awareness is certainly an important important part of Sparta. And on behalf of Technicon, I wish you and your team all the best. Thank you very much. Good luck. For more information about Sparta, visit their website at sparta.eu. This podcast has been brought to you by Technicon. This project has received funding from the European Union's Horizon 2020 Research and Innovation Program under grant agreement number 830892.